Don't know the words I to pray, say. I pray. <laughs> Got a Hennessy in my hand. That's right, it's episode 24 of the Fans Unite Huddle, brought to you by Fantasy 6 Sports, where everyone can play and anyone can win. It's your home for sports talk, trash talk, occasionally being blinded by the light, and the occasional bit of foosball feedback. My name's James Graham, I'm your host, your moderator, and for the 24th week running, still the most terrible person in the room, and I'm joined by some of the finest minds in social sports data. To my right, he just needs one dance, not two, just one. It's Darius Agdami. Hala Madrid, what's up people? And then here, of course, to uh, set the gold standard, he puts the gold in Ingleby, he occasionally dabs, and he started from the bottom, now he's here. Arguably still at the bottom. International stats guru, John Ingleby. What's up, y'all? Bronzelby. Don't you sully my name, my Sil- good name. Silverby. Anything but Ingleby. You know, if, if these boys are anything to go by, and they start rubbing off on him, he's probably going to be on his worst behavior. Like David Fisdale. Indeed. You know, Rose City Sun, Clyde Drexler's favorite member of the Launch Academy staff, Sam Chan, back in the building. What's good, brother? What's going on, guys? Let's talk some NBA playoffs, because my goodness, um, first games have... Uh, have been fun. Let's indeed let's talk about your very own Portland Trailblazers and the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> Our favorites. Yeah. Shout out to Nurkic. Yeah, he's, is he out? He's for game d- two? just got he's declared out. out. Yeah. Damn, you got, it's got to be a little disheartening for the Blazers. You, you watch that first half and McCollum's going absolute beast. Lillard's having a great game. You like Curry and and, um, and Clay Thompson. They have like nine points and seven points. These guys have like fifty. And they're still losing. Yeah, they end the game with uh, 75 points between them, 41 for McCollum. Uh, yeah. That's disheartening. Disheartening. I my mean, mic's, wh- what my do you mic's do? way too loud, James. My mic's way too loud. I can't hear myself. Or I can hear myself, and it's, it's disconcerting to me. No, you're just talking into it for once. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what you can do. You just got to pray that if, if Nurkic comes back in game three, you can, you can win at home. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I don't see it. No. I don't see it. Even if they had Nurkic the whole series, I mean, who's going to stop KD is the real question, as Sam yeah. was pointing out earlier. So people in the room know that Blazers are my team, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but we we have way too many guys that are just tweeners. They're not too good of a shooter. They're not too good of a defender. They're, they're NBA-caliber players, but that's that's it. Yeah. I mean, you got Mo Harkless. You got Aminu. You got Evan, Evan, Evan Turner. Noah Vanna is actually doing better than we all expected. But. He shot terribly in game one. <laughs> At least he got shots. Yeah. There's no one, yeah, like you said, there's no one that can guard uh, Kevin Durant, and there's really no one that can um, even guard Draymond. Yeah. Or not, not guard him offensively or on the defensive side, but uh, match him on the boards, his defensive in- intensity. There's no one like that. Well, you saw his crazy stat line that everyone was touting yeah. after the game. So, and he said he said even crazier stat lines with then, like five blocks, five steals. And then two with Portland, like some of the secondary scoring that you'd expect from a guy like maybe Alan Crabb, who heated up towards the end of the regular yeah. season. He had that one game where I think he had like nine three pointers. Yeah, you yeah. need you need the secondary scoring to be Nurkic, and that loss yeah. is just killing them. Yeah, and Crabb and Aminu combined for one three pointer between the two of them, one one field goal all game. Yeah. Well if you have Clay Thompson and or Kevin Durant or Draymond Green on you, you're probably not going to be scoring much. Yeah. And I mean like they replaced Nurkic with Myers Leonard, right? It's so gross. So <sighs> gross. Lots of sighing. I think <laughs> I think the only hope is if if the Warriors just fall asleep. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> but even if like Clay and Durant fall asleep Stefan Draymond <laughs> can probably still beat you. Yeah. Group nap. and uh, <laughs> Just the two of them alone. Yeah, and JaVale McGee actually is protecting the paint really well. You saw Dame try Again, to come in. Again, that's the, the whole not having Nurkic thing, because like, you guarantee you Nurkic would be dominating him down low. No, I mean, when the guards attack the lane, like Dame came in Even twice help. to try to dunk, and Draymond and JaVale were just like, get the hell out of here. But that's where, you would, that's where you would dish it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. And so um, you're dishing it to Myers Leonard. Yeah, or, sweet. Well, if you're Dame, he, <laughs> if you're Dame, he tried to literally crown those guys twice and got punked. But um, I don't know. They, they played well and they still lost. So I don't. I don't see how they're gonna 
even get a win here. Maybe, straight, maybe straight steal sweep? one. Straight sweep, maybe one game. Maybe one game. I got Nurkic that pity five. If, if, yeah. Nurkic, if Nurkic comes back. Yeah. If yeah. not, straight I sweep. I think they get the one you know, emotional boost when Nurkic comes back, be that game three or game four. Yeah. Gentlemen, the Clippers and the Utah Jazz, uh, Rudy Gobert gone. Is this going to have the kind of effect that uh, you know, that everyone's anticipating, considering how big of a part he's had to play in uh, the Jazz's uh, success this year? Well, I don't know how many people saw Gobert go down in the first play and then went and live bet Clippers minus five yeah. at that point, and they all <laughs> lost. Um, Jazz have had troubles with the clip, Clips all year, but Clips did not play well. They weren't shooting the ball well. You know, I think they had like 75 points halfway through the fourth quarter. So I don't think they're going to play that bad again. I think now with Gobert out for game two at least. It was weird to see, for me at least, uh, Spates still get a lot of run in the game, even though the Jazz are going small ball, obviously, with Derek Favors at the five. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's just a defensive liability out there. I, I kind of get it because he sort of can stretch a little bit, so him and Blake on the offensive end, but I don't think it's worth it at all for them, the the trade-off that they give up on the defensive end. But what do you do? You can't have DJ guarding anyone out on the perimeter. Right? Like he'll get, I have no comeback for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, DJ can protect the paint, but if you're going to stretch out with a small ball and you have to put DJ out on, on the three-point line, he'll just get he'll just get worked. But again, I'd rather, I'd rather take my chances with DJ in there than Spades. Like Spades is doing nothing for you. Yeah. So I agree with that. I had the Clippers sweeping. Sweeping? I, 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 wrote, I wrote this down on Saturday or before the game or whatever, and they just they super disappointed me. Like I thought this was their year to actually finally make some noise and – now it turns out maybe they're too old. Yeah, and and making noise for them is what winning one round maybe because getting out of the second round maybe yeah yeah because they, they would have getting to, to a conference final. Okay, yeah, I don't think they're <laughs> going to best. I don't think they're going to beat the Warriors or San Antonio. Uh, I still think they're going to get through Utah. I think they're going to win tonight. That's a, that's a lock of the night for you guys. Not with the spread. Take take that dar money now. Yeah, I think they're going to win tonight. Um, but well, by less than eight and a half. Yeah, that's tough. That's a big that's spread. A big spread. That's a big spread. Which you convinced me to go with. So thanks. Which one? For changing your tune now on air. I didn't tell you to take the. Plus you said money. minus eight and a half. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, you think they're gonna smash then? I, I would. I don't think that, but I rather they'll take, take them. the they'll take the one with Gobert out, and then things yeah. will get weird again in Game Three. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather take Clips tonight than uh, Utah. And then two, I'd be interested to see if they let Ray Felton guard. Gordon Hayward for long stretches again, like they did in game one, game one, because that's just whose idea was that, right? Not a good matchup. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, is Doc Rivers even a good coach? He, did, he didn't play his son. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is which is probably the best son of all. Because we don't, we yeah. actually don't know because nepotism is bad, folks. Doc Rivers and Paul Pierce were absolutely jokes of the NBA uh, in Boston until Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett came, and Rondo and Perkins, and they won one championship, and that's it. And then they went back to mediocrity, and then he hasn't been able to get the clips anywhere. I mean, we'll see if he makes some adjustments here for game two. Yeah. I forgot about Orlando, too. Wasn't he down in Orlando for a bit? Oh, I don't remember that. That's yeah, probably that, that's because why. that's why. <laughs> most, most NBA fans worth their salt have just sort of blocked that out of their, uh, their memories at this stage. Uh, we we uh, harped on Orlando GM so much all season. I mean, he finally got fired, which yes. he, has, like, the, <laughs> he left that team in such bad shape. He should be. He should actually had to stay there. Like to see <laughs> that should have been his punishment. Yeah. Just keep You're, this job. Yeah. Just well, lock. Just lock him in a broom closet. He literally traded everyone away, and then they fired him. It's like sweet. Well, did you see the the tweet of his uh, his whiteboard that finally got him fired? No. He. I, I forget. It was, I think it was like a. I don't know, like a D-League player was being signed, and then he took a picture of him signing the contract, and behind him is the whiteboard of his two trade players, yeah. like players he wants or players he wants to sign. Yeah, and I everything remember Everything was there. Oh, oh my <laughs> so, God. What a clown. Well, let's not talk about Orlando because they're not even close to being a playoff team. <laughs> okay, let's, let's talk about the battle of the MVPs then. Uh, OKC and Houston, Harden versus Westbrook. What a letdown. Definitely not as much excitement as I was hoping for after game one. It was a good game until, until late. Like it was actually close. Yeah, that's true. And then they pulled away. But, um, but I mean, talk about, I mean, yeah, battle of the MVPs. One showed up, one didn't. Yeah. Uh, Westbrook had his most, uh, you know, one of the least efficient games he's had all year. Yeah. Nine turnovers, yeah. six of 23 shooting. Classic Westbrook. Classic <laughs> Westbrook. <laughs> I know you love to hate him. I know. I think he's an amazing it's so athlete. so easy. Uh, and then Harden, meanwhile, was making it look easy. Just, you know, they kept on uh, doing these switches, and he was just driving the lane yeah. regardless of who was on him. It was awesome to see. Yeah, he's amazing. Wasn't settling for jump shots all the time. was just driving the paint. <laughs> Feed him more. 
Yep. And yeah, I I thought this was going to be a seven game series. I'm not so sure anymore. But apparently, um, OKC has now lost uh, two uh, games by more than 30 points in the playoffs in the last like three years, and they've bounced back to win all the, the next games every time. So so they're like Toronto in that they're crap in game one, <laughs> yeah. and then they win improve two, impressively. Yeah. I think game two will definitely be closer. Uh, but the the only game that the Thunder won against the Rockets this year, Patrick Beverly was out, and he was the MVP of this game for oh, me. Yeah, he was awesome. Huge. Just the tenacity of the defense he was playing on Westbrook, and he was clearly in his head. Yeah. Got that steal off him early. Got another one in the second half. Playoff Patrick. He, yeah, he looked awesome. Uh, and thank God he got up after that screen by Adams where he got laid the heck out. <laughs> yeah. You know who else looked? He, he actually looked like he was concussed because, like, straight up he was lying on the ground for, like, three seconds. I, I'm surprised that they don't have some weird rule. Like, most professional leagues have yeah. some kind it's of It's the playoffs. They're not going to call anything. Check, you know? Probably because we haven't seen a hit like that for, like, months. Yeah. So you don't really need, like, a protocol. But, man, whew. And then he pops up and hits a three, of course, right yeah. after. So. Do you know who, and he got the crowd really into it. Yeah. Do you know who else played really well? Uh, Nene. Nene, yeah. Nene. He, Nene. yeah. Beast. Yeah, if OKC has a chance, they need Cantor to come in and dominate, and he didn't in game one, and he should against these power forwards. And like Adam said, they need to do way better at the the pick and roll. Yeah. That was just dominating them all game. So we'll see if they can make that adjustment going into game two. But uh, Rockets outscored the Thunder down low by 18 points, 42 to 24. So that's another thing they need to do work f- on. Do you feel confident enough to actually uh, make a call on who's going to take the series? Man, I mean, I... Houston. Yeah, Houston. off of that sample size. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going OKC. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. nice. There we go. I'm always happy to have a dissenter. So. And, and the main reason for that is I am, I think I'm, now I can say it on air, is I am a hardened hater. Um, what? Way back when, um, when, when it, was, it was the finals, and I expected Harden to show up, and he never did. When he was with OKC, he was the sixth man, so yeah. it's a little bit ironic now. Um, never showed up. And then he dropped the series against, you know, Portland, which was good for me, but, but it was really fun to just, you know, I, I get, I get this feeling that he's like, he doesn't have that, that winning DNA and, 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 you know, that's super vague and whatever, I but I think that's just his like personality, yeah. right? Like he's always like the smooth operator. He doesn't look hyped up or intense at any time. He's just, that's just how he is. I think the thing that really bugged me was when he refused to sit games before the playoffs. And and that was his thing. That was his brand. And he was saying like, you know, MVP should play all eighty two. And he was clearly like hurting. Like it was. I mean, it wasn't like a big injury, but he was. Yeah. He had something doing going on with his wrist. And it's like, well, he's been locked into the three seed for like three months. Like, what what are you playing for? Yeah, I mean, I kind of. Uh, I mean, I feel like so I you're kinda, saying he's mellow. You're saying it's a bad Maybe. thing. Nobody is as bad as Melo. You're saying that it's a bad thing Mello that he has some week. pride <laughs> and wants to actually play all the games for the fans who pay tickets. You know, like yeah, I think how crappy it is for these fans. You you get these tickets away ahead of time, and then the whole team, like the Spurs, the whole, all the whole starting lineup rests, yeah. and you're seeing like, you know. Well, that's one way to look at it. I mean, like if he was completely healthy, hell yeah, play. Yeah. But he if wasn't. he's if he wasn't healthy, then in the long run, he's doing his fans a disservice because he's not going to get out of the second round or whatever is, you know, the potential could be if he was healthy. So, I mean, that's, that's the other side of the argument, right? No one's getting out of the second round. <laughs> not named Golden State and San Antonio. Speaking of which, um, what's the over-under on Fisdale fits for the rest of the playoff series? Oh, man. He, he had a point, though. He had a point. And he, and he's in, he, does, he did his job, which is get the calls for Game 3. I think they're going to get the calls for game three. He might get fined a little bit, but um, I think the ownership I, I will think be at this stage, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll certainly put out the money for it if they're, you know, if you're trying to spark your guys to go on to do something decently in game two. It was pretty, it is pretty shocking that Kawhi Leonard has more free throws than the entire Grizzlies team when the Grizzlies are shooting twice as many shots in the paint. Yeah, exactly. They get, they get no respect. Yeah, 35 shots in the paint by the Grizz uh, netted only 15 free throws. Spurs had 18 shots in the paint and 32 free throws. That's yeah. crazy, the disparity. Makes so. no sense. Last, last the Popovich. I mean, you know the NBA does this stuff. They don't want a small market team like Memphis yeah. getting through. Um, I think we'll see more even calls in, in game three, but San Antonio is clearly, clearly the much better team here. Yeah. Uh, they look, uh, Memphis looked way better uh, with Zach Randolph coming out in the second half. So it'll be interesting to see if he possibly replaces Jermichael Green in the starting lineup. They weren't really getting a whole lot out of him. So I, I think that might be a move that needs to happen. Sweep. Can we pause so I can Google who Jamichael Green is? 
And uh, how about playoff Tony Parker? I mean, like, I think this Tony season, Parker is always. Yeah, he averaged like 10.5 points, and playoffs he's averaging 16, 16 and a half. He's, he's an assassin. It's like him and Manu, or especially even in their old age, are just like, they're kind of leisurely during the regular season, but, you know, when the playoffs come, they're like, all right, uh, OG ninja thing gets on, and they're, yeah. uh, they're dangerous. Yeah, not, not so much Ginobili in, in game one, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, not Ginobili anymore, no, but Parker not, especially. Not, yeah, but Ginobili's just known for those big shot three pointers and stuff, like in those last. 25 years of the NBA. Yeah. Sweet, straight sweep. Did you uh, figure out uh, who Jamichael is? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I got a sweep too. I think I think you're right. The 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 calls will be even in Memphis, and maybe San Antonio will squeak out like a, you know, like you know, within five points or something, yeah. and then they'll be like, they'll give a Kanye shrug and be like, now what? What are you going to complain about now? Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think if Tony, is Tony Allen back? Will he? Will he be back? Uh, I, I, he's not back. I don't know if he will be back for the. For he the actually does make a huge difference. Absolutely, yeah. And if he comes back, he gives them kind of like a glimmer of hope to maybe win one game, not the series, but maybe one yeah. game. But without him, there's no one that can stop Kawhi and Tony Parker at the same time. Vince Carter, man. Vince. <laughs> he got, you see how mad he got no, at Kyle saying. Anderson, really for no reason. Like Kyle <laughs> Anderson kind of tripped him, and then Vince was in his face the entire way down the court and got teed up. It was dope. <laughs> you know, he's got to be ferocious about something. He doesn't have much time left. <laughs> Moving on uh, to the Eastern Conference, and I think the biggest surprise for everyone, the Bulls and the Celtics. What the hell happened there? I mean, I know we, know, we know Isaiah was not in a good place and probably shouldn't have been playing considering the, uh, the emotional nature of his week. Yeah, considering he's, like, crying in pregame warm-ups. Yeah. So, like, understandably so. Not, but he still yeah. had a good game. But we talked about this all week. Um this is this is if we're going to see another eight upset over one. This is going to be the year. Chicago's actually a good team. And then you know the Celtics aren't you know really a one seed. Yeah. Everyone still would put the Cavs over the well, Celtics. They're not getting the respect. Speaking speaking of guys that only show up in the playoffs, uh, how about Rondo? Oh man, he's he's actually really good. He I, we just talked about the old Boston team yeah. with Doc Rivers. If they did not have Rondo, they were not winning a championship. He was was that the year that he had, like, one arm and still had, like, nine assists? He was getting, something. like, triple doubles it, every it, game. It's, yeah. It was a year that essentially, like, made him as a, as a player. Nope. Got him, like, the next four contracts. Yeah. Nope. He's still getting those contracts. No love for Bobby Portis, second leading scorer on the Bulls. Lo- love for Bobby Portis, but he's not going to do that again. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Uh, Dwayne Wade. Well, when most but, of the audience is like, Bobby but, who? <laughs> but the Bulls were the third best rebounding team in the NBA during the season. Uh, the Celtics were 26, and that really showed up in this game. Yeah. Chicago had 53 rebounds to Boston's 36. Yeah. Uh, and Rolo alone, I think, had eight offensive rebounds. All those second-chance points, yeah. that's why they won this game. So I don't think Rolo's going to play that well again. I don't think Bobby Porter's is going to play that well. But Jimmy Butler should. Rondo should. Dwayne Wade should play better. Um, I think Boston takes tonight's game, but I think this, I think this could go seven. Yeah, it's going to be a yep. good series. Because Dwayne Wade is also a playoff performer. Like, he comes to play and in the playoffs. The, you know, Dwayne Wade hasn't had his best game yet. Like, that, yeah. was a, that wasn't a great game one for him. Yeah. Uh, and look for Butler to continue playing great defense as well. So he's affecting the game on both ends of the floor. Yeah. He did awesome on Isaiah Thomas in the fourth. He got that key block late. Yeah. Rondo's a good defender. Butler's a good defender. And then Boston, they have Avery Bradley and Smart, who are two of their best defending guards as well. So Is it going to be a noticeable <laughs> trend? Do you think it's like we're seeing this, like, habit, especially this season, where teams are essentially either we're going to play offense or we're not. Like, we're going to play D. Like, some teams are just, like, giving up on D entirely. It's the NBA, uh, man. Yeah. Is this, going to be, uh, the, is this going to be one of the defining things that maybe pushes uh, a playoff series over the edge and that uh, dudes just, you know, don't want to run for, gun for the ball anymore? Hey, well, the guys that will win are the ones that are playing defense. Eh, Man. Well, I think that's that's, the that's the eternal that's the eternal debate, right? Rebound defense. Yeah, I mean the Cavs don't play no defense. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Well, that, that's that's exactly who I was thinking. Score an amount of points, then sure. Houston's going to try to score outscore you every yeah. game. And Houston too, they did that in game one, shooting thirty percent from three. So yeah. that, you know they, I don't, I don't know how OKC wins that if they start hitting that stroke too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I know we talk about defense wins, but I think this new age, new age NBA. We talked about this like months ago. It's about three point shooting. And the Cavs, the Warriors, the Rockets, these are all amazing three-point shooting teams. So if you can't hit the three, you're probably not going to win the championship. But you can win a round. So you're saying the Bulls aren't going to make it out of the first round then because they're not a good three-point shooting team. I think the Bulls are going to make it competitive, but I think you're going to see the Celtics come back in a big way uh, for game two for sure. No, no, those three teams I was talking about, I'm talking about the NBA championship. I'm not talking about getting out of one round. 
Right? Chicago's not going to win the championship, but they could get Sorry, out. Sorry, Bulls fans. They could get out of round one. They could actually get out of round two if they got through because what Cleveland did by dropping down to second means uh, whoever wins this game would play Washington, Washington. Atlanta, mm-hmm. and probably Washington, I guess. And that's, I mean, that's Wa- winnable. Washington looked pretty good, though. They did look yeah. good, yeah. Well, spe- speaking of Washington Atlanta, I watched that entire game. I really enjoyed it far more than I thought I was going to. It panned out beautifully. Like it just like Millsap was foaming at the mouth. Yeah. Uh, Beal and Wall were just like like going for it at every possible opportunity. Markeith was talking smack. He's yeah. back. He's back. Markeith is back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was. Uh, he had all these comments before the game about you know oh don't call me a stretch four that's insulting that's for guys who are soft. Yeah. Like throwing digs, just throwing digs at uh, Millsap. Yeah. So, yeah, hey, I guess it worked. I don't know. Millsap didn't have a great game. Millsap Only two is, boards. He is soft. <laughs> he's a stretch forward. He's soft. Yeah. He's not going to go down there and pound the ball. Like, he'll finesse you to score. But I don't know. If Marquis plays like that against him, I think he's going to be in his head all series long. It's funny because he was, like, fading during the end of the, the, towards the end of the season. And yeah. he just picked it up for playoffs, though. But I guess uh, he was injured, right? Yeah, that's true. So maybe yeah. maybe he's more healthy, or maybe he's just like an angry mm-hmm. mofo. Yeah, yeah, little of both. Either way, we like yeah. it. We uh, like wa- it. I'm going to take Washington in six on that one. I like it. Washington in five, six. Sure, six. I'll go six. Pity, I'll give him a win. couple games. I mean, there's going to you know, the Hawks only really had Schroeder clicking on all cylinders yeah. for this one. There, there'll be a game that Dwight you know gets up for and gets like 19 boards or yeah. something like that. So. You look at like all the like, the NHL series, and like literally anyone can win in the NHL. In the NBA, it's always the better team wins. Like the better team always wins. Like maybe you get one upset, but that team doesn't go far. Like the better team usually always wins. The number one seeds almost always. Yep. Um, so I think we can, like you know what's going to happen. It's a lot more consistent. Yeah. Definitely. And I'm sorry, Bradley Beal. I said you'd be injured. You're not injured. You're playing well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Atlanta, so I'm happy with Washington. I just enjoy watching John Wall play on both sides. Like yeah. you see him yeah. get He's up sick. for those blocks, like so sick. Yeah. What's his nickname? Optimus Dime. Um, <laughs> when was this? Yeah, that, never, that's gonna, that's going to be I your nickname. That that's your nickname from now on. Yeah, I've never heard that before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto and Milwaukee, token uh, token Canadian feels there. Yeah. I had no idea that they had that streak going of uh, horrendous game yeah, one. How, how long? How long was it? Like nine? They're oh nine. Oh yeah. oh nine in game ones. So insane. They, and so then like, Kyle Lowry is similarly bad. He's yeah. like, uh, I think he averages what was that nine point eight points per game in game one that's, of an opening. That's uh, pretty series. nuts for a guy who has the ball in his hands all game. Yeah, and shooting twenty six percent. He actually only shot eighteen percent in game one. He had four points. That's not going to cut it. No. Uh, if Lowry isn't clicking, the, the raps yeah. are done. Well, that's, that's always that, well. That's always been the situation. Is that if Demo, if DeRozan and Lowry are not stepping up their game and really just playing lights out, they're done. Yeah, yeah. like so. Ibaka had a nice game. Didn't matter in the end. Yeah, I mean they need to find someone who can guard Giannis. That's a tall order, I know. Yeah, but no De- Demar Carroll is not the guy for the job. Maybe they need to double. Yeah, I, I think they're gonna, well. They're going to have to. I mean, who, look who, what Cleveland does to Paul George. Yeah, yeah. Who, who's going to? I mean, who's going to go one on one with him? No so one. Like, what, JV? Although, I mean, try some other guys. If Demari Carroll's getting absolutely embarrassed out there, like try Patrick Patterson, try Ibaka on him, like you try to battle length you versus strength. You are know? assuming Dwayne Casey has a brain, has can actually coach NBA. This guy's <laughs> the worst coach in the league. He's the worst. No, no. Sam Mitchell was the worst. Was you're the right. worst coach. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sam Mitchell. Yeah. Is the worst. Dwayne Casey just in comparison is yeah. okay. I I can't stand this coach. I mean, his offense is okay. Give it to Lowry or give it to DeRozan. Let them play one on one. It doesn't work in the NBA when teams play defense. It doesn't work. This guy's a joke. But again, mind so you, it's not like he's got anyone down low. Like, what are you going to do? Ibaka, the into, JV, <laughs> JV's got moves. J, JV's garbage. JV's Make got moves. Plays, move. Yeah, yeah. Like, run, run, yeah. run an <laughs> offense. True. Like, run an offense. The thing is, um, so we're dissing Toronto, but I guess we do this every year when they lose game one. So they, they, we always like they look like they're. Out we of live it. in Vancouver for yeah. God's but sake. But all of us like, saying, dissing Toronto is very easy. But all of us are saying going in like, oh, Bucks could do it. Like, Bucks yeah, yeah, could, Bucks could do it. Yeah, Bucks could be anyone. But um, again, like, so they lose game one. We're going to write them off. They're going to win game two, and then we're going to talk, talk about a series. I say seven. I say seven. Very, very easily because, uh, you know, if Giannis can take control on any game, that's pretty much that's the game. Yeah. But, you know, and vice versa, if Lowry and DeRozan step up, then you know, there's a game. So it's really whose lead guy ends up, you know, taking it to, you know, to the whole more. I think at the end of the day, the Raps are still a bit 
bit deeper. Yeah. I mean, they still have uh, P.J. Tucker, who is, you know, he's really solid. Or, yeah, P.J. Tucker looked better than DeMar Carroll uh, on defense, at least when P.J. Tucker was on um, Giannis. Giannis wasn't blowing by him. Yeah. Sure, he was stepping back and still hitting the. Well, Giannis hitting the blows f- by most people. Yeah. It yeah. takes him like and, five. But PJ Tucker was moving his feet, stopping yeah. him, driving the lane, and then uh, Giannis had to settle for like the step back, uh, yeah. you know, fadeaway jump shots. Which, was, to be fair, he was draining anyway. But there was one play where Giannis like didn't blow by his defender and it looked like he was there, and then suddenly Giannis just went up and dunked it <laughs> left-handed. And I was like, "What the hell? This guy's amazing." He's got like a seven-five wingspan. But Sam, That's to your nice. point, um, so more depth so we look at the toronto bench who comes off the bench like pj tucker lucas noguera lucas noguera patrick norman patterson powell. Norman, norman powell, norman powell norman he didn't powell. he didn't come off the he didn't play until it was a blowout <laughs> right so you're talking about patrick patterson noguera and um uh pj tucker would you rather milwaukee's bench greg monroe uh, michael beasley del vadova like i would i would rather greg monroe and beasley over those guys any day i noticed you didn't List Delhi again there. That, no, I'd rather those yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> he just left Delhi off that list. Delhi's jokes, bro. <laughs> I don't know how that guy got ten million a year. Huh. You could uh, get no. The, the two of you could probably get ten million a year in the NBA at this stage right now. I mean, the, the nine, ten, he eleven slots. Stretch for mind you, mind you, he, he, he was on the floor when they stretched out to their uh, on like I think it was like an eleven and yeah, five yeah. run. Yeah. Uh, when Giannis uh, got to pick up his fourth foul. Yeah, but. Um, <clears throat> Actually, I think he nailed a three in there, too. I think yeah. he only gets paid $2 million less than Steph Curry. It's pretty, yeah. Makes sense, it's right? Good life. Yeah, makes sense. But um, um, Malcolm Brogdon. So this dude played four years at University of Virginia, who's always one of the best defensive teams in, uh, in college basketball, and he was named the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Let's give him some credit for shutting down Lowry as well. Yep. Right. Well, I mean, Brogdon's been, like, great all season. Yeah. Uh, at this stage, I think um, you know the definitely the, the one of the, the toss up candidates for rookie of the year at this stage. I would say he's probably my second in the running for for rookie of the year. Although he won't be, but uh, I would put him second. Yeah, and behind him, third for me. Yeah. Breaking news: dun, 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 dun. Pirates All Star outfielder Sterling uh, Starling Marte has been suspended for eighty games. For eighty, pissing hot, baby, pissing hot. And uh, congratulations to the Orlando Magic for getting the 25th overall pick in the, the NBA draft after the uh, the four-way tiebreaker uh, draw that they had to have uh, earlier today. <laughs> Considering that f- five teams, I think, had the fifth best uh, you know overall uh, one-loss percentage uh, in the NBA this season. All right, gentlemen, rounding it out with uh, a game and a series that was uh, yeah yeah Cleveland and Indiana. I like the series. Yeah, it, I yeah, like this. Man, it's just watching Paul George and Bron Bron go head to head. That's well, that no, but that's all. It, that's all it is. I mean, you know, the, the two games. You know, you're up two nil. I mean, are, is there going to at least be a pity win in there? Yeah, yeah. Indiana will win at home. Um, it was not Bron versus Paul George. No, did no, you no. See, did you oh, see no, no. Game two. Kevin, Kevin Love and Kyrie. Kyrie, yeah. Kyrie, thirty-seven. I know, I know. But they uh, they were doing anything, they, everything they could to try to stop Kyrie. Um, which I think they, who they put on um, Lance Stevenson and uh, was on him at one point, and then then they switched uh, the Teague put a, they put was a, on him. Then they put a big man on him, um, in order, and then that's where they exposed the matchup of Love against Stevenson, where Love was just scoring every single play, and then that's when Stevenson got pissed off, and and then body language, Paul George calling out his players. Paul George is a joke. <laughs> Don't call out your players twice in the playoffs. Not game one and game two. It's his last. It's his last definitive playoff opportunity with the Pacers. <laughs> he's f- going straight to the Lakers. Well, he's got two more, two more years. Though. Oh no! They'll, they'll they'll he'll leverage his way out. <clears throat> I hope so. He's an amazing player. To be fair, those losses are anything but Paul George's fault. Sure, so. but you don't call out your team. You yeah, know, I you, know. It's you, a, you it's don't throw him under the bus. It's a bitch move. Like if he in game one, uh, if you didn't want CJ Miles Miles to have taken the shot, don't give it to him. Also, you're doubled. Like, what are you going to do? You don't let, you, don't let yourself get doubled. Don't Take the shot, Paul. Take yeah. the shot. He shouldn't have complained about yeah, don't yeah. taking the yeah. shot. And then, don't uh, give him the ball and then complain. Just and shut then, the he, and then he complained about Lance Stevenson and Miles Turner in game two. Like, I get it. You're the star. You're playing well. But, like, don't call out your team. Over under on Lance Stevenson blowing in Paul George's ear. <laughs> <laughs> that would be epic. So, uh, I think, so the general consensus, taking Cleveland... Cleveland in five. Cleveland in four. Ooh, Ooh, the sweep. Yeah, I'll say five. I think Paul George gets one. Also, this was the first time that Love, Irving, and James have all scored 25 or or more points in the same game. In this year? 
Uh, sorry, in uh, a playoff game. Ever? Ever. Wow. Yeah. Big free. The, you, the you Cavs are now 7-0 and oh when the trio score at least 20 points each. Spectacular. Muy, muy espectacular. Any surprises, do you think, uh, in the next week, or is it just going to pretty much be a lay of the land from what we've discussed? No, no surprises, because the NBA likes to schedule one game a week in the playoffs for some reason. And so, then all the games on the weekend. Yeah, so next week we can talk about you <laughs> know, game oh, oh. three. <laughs> so many Sunday games. Although I do like it, because my wife works uh, every other weekend, and actually almost every weekend now, so I get to just watch basketball. You and your, you and your, you and your dog on the couch. Exactly. No one cares. <laughs> Gentlemen, let's uh, talk a little baseball before we bring in our extra special guest. John's just, John's just mad because he actually gets in trouble when he turns on the NBA. Every let's day. not dig into our <laughs> dish out our, you know, What is this uh, relationship? Uh, I, I, when did when did this turn on the turn into the view on yeah, ABC? Exactly. Like, where's Whoopi Goldberg? And, when John uh, said, "No one cares <laughs> about my weekend plans." I care. Uh, uh, the chirpage is strong today. All right, let's talk about the the worst sport in in America <laughs> <laughs> that we're gonna have to talk about for the next like three months. I Bo- just, bowling. I think impressive. the reason okay, I, I like baseball. Lawn darts. I like baseball. I like going to the park. I love having a beer in the sun. I hate that there is a hundred and sixty two games. There's 20 games a night. It takes up my ticker. It takes some, up everything Some in my of the life. games yes. go over 12 innings, which okay. is absurd. Okay, well, here, okay, then this, this actually ties into something that uh, was under discussion this That's week. That's what we call a tease in that the is, business. You, that, that is foreshadowing at its finest, John Yeah, That's beautiful. You're a, great, um, you're a good tease. Last season, 63 games, or 2.59% of the entire season, went 12 innings or longer. Uh, according to stats, uh, in the last week we saw a 12-inning game and a 16-inning game. So a couple of major uh, baseball writers were tossing the idea around on Twitter this week about the idea about having ties in baseball. What do you think? Is that a? Uh, do you think that baseball could actually ever engage in kind of a, a hockey-based concept and uh, actually start? Uh, yeah. Imagine they do like an actual hockey base where it's just like a shootout. It's like pitcher versus batter, one pitch, strike, or home run, or like nine, single. I mean, not, nine, in, nine innings and then the home run derby. Yeah. You, you could go that way to ensure no ties, but I guess, does it, like, people are all up in arms about, oh my God, no, we can't end games and ties. We can't. You have 162 games. The NFL has. Games end in ties, and there's only 16 in the season. You, are you really arguing well, that the ties been, are going to somehow come into effect down the line, like at the end of a 162-game season? That's, it's Last been the consistent year, it struggle. It does not matter. It does matter. Years now, like the MLB has been complaining about how do we shorten game times? How do we get people to actually pay more attention? Because when you're dealing with at least a three-hour game just for nine innings, then uh, you know it's like getting people to stick around for four or five, whether it's on TV or actually in the park itself, is uh, so much more difficult. Or, or just over six hours in the case of the sixteen-inning game. Like, how are you blocking off six and a bit hours of time to watch a baseball game? Like, that's absurd. I mean, you, block you lose off, you, you your block TV off. viewership. Your TV viewership drops by thirty percent after the ninth yeah. inning. They stop selling beers after the seventh. So P- people are out of the ballpark after the tenth. Like, it's just like, come on. You block off like at least four or five hours a day with your fantasy lineups. Like I'm sure you could block off an extra two to watch the whole game. That's true. I'm just fortunate enough to have a job where I don't. But, really but have what's to do worse, that much right? Like here. six hours and your team wins or your team loses. Oh, heartbreak. Or you watch four hours and it's a tie and basically nothing happened. Yeah, imagine that. Well, you have to feasibly then make the tie worth something. Look, which almost then demands like, do they start doing like, you know, it's like two points for a win, one point for a tie, and then wins and losses are, are really irrelevant a la hockey when it's all just nothing more than the points that matter at the end of the day. Luckily with baseball, it's not like you need to sit there with that tie for very long. Your team's playing again in <laughs> a maximum of two days. Like, it's not like football, oh, we had a tie. I gotta wait all the way to next week to get some kind of weird video indication from this or, tie or literally or literally like me. two hours on a doubleheader yeah, yeah. Like, the, the, i then, was at a game last year in colorado i can't remember who they're playing but i sat in the outfield and then by the ninth inning it was tied uh 10th inning i moved to the third baseline 11th inning i moved closer to home plate <laughs> by the 14th inning i was like in the best seat in the house and there was like 2,000 people in the crowd now i enjoyed it because I wouldn't, I go to one baseball game a year. But if I had season <laughs> tickets, I'm out of there. Yeah, I'm out of true. there after the ninth, maybe the seventh. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree. I, I don't know. I just, 
I don't like. I don't Cap like, it at twelve. I don't like the idea of a tie. I just, I mean, it would be cool if they could figure out a way to end it in a funner, more fun way. Like, Which they're trying to do. They, they have. Uh, the sh- the they have out. explored that. Like what? Uh, with uh, adding runners on uh, first and second. That and would starting be. See, that'd be more fun because NHL. I mean, but I mean that's sacrilege amongst like baseball purists. Uh, well, of all the of all the big four, I think baseball is the heart is going to be the hardest nut to crack in terms of making any overarching changes yeah. that, um, you know, don't screw the perception of the sanctity of the game. But two, you look at it from a practical perspective from these teams. Like, I mean, you you annihilate your reserve pitchers, you know, your guy, the guys are playing again in like, what, like 18 hours sometimes yeah. like less. It's, it's just absurd to make these guys play for six hours and then play the next day. So now, like we were discussing last week, um, it's still so early in the baseball season to really sort of talk about uh, to, go, to go in depth on a lot of guys and a lot of teams because you know you're looking at uh, the Toronto Blue Jays right now are absolutely atrocious. I think they're like two and seven, two, two and ten. Two two and ten. Um, Is that the worst start in franchise history? Because I know they were teasing yeah. with it. One and eight, I think, was the worst start. So I'm sure this is up there. They're done. Well, it's 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 early enough, so. But one of the uh, one of the guys who I think is uh, especially if we're talking about the AL East, uh, one of the teams that looks really interesting is uh, the Boston Red Sox. The combination of uh, trading away a bunch of uh, overpriced free agents that they signed has actually ended up restocking their farm team, and they just spent a lot of money on uh, on the acquisition of Chris Sale, who is insane. A lot of money and insane. a lot of prospects. They yeah. gave up all those prospects. Yeah, that we talked it, about previously, but uh, and it, it's interesting to see that because it looks like Chicago. It looks like the White Sox are kind of doing the same thing that the Cubs did a couple of years ago, in that they're gutting their team, they're stocking up their farm system with the best talent they can get, and then they're going to try and rebirth themselves in that same fashion but yeah i mean amazing trade like can sail i mean he's been dominant in the, i think the three games he's pitched so far yeah and it's interesting they were they were talking about how he kind of reworked his pitching motion uh two off seasons ago with uh, the white Sox pitching coach don cooper uh to kind of like take a couple miles off his fastball and maybe utilize some other pitches utilize the the change up uh the slider things that are less taxing on your arm so kind of go in from a thrower to uh, you know, just sort of muscling through with the fastball to a, an actual pitcher, you know, uh, utilizing more of his pitches. And I guess last year he was sort of in that transition year, and that's when the Red Sox uh, made the move to acquire him. Uh, I mean, I guess it paid off, but it was kind of a risk at the time because really, like, oh, yeah, I guess those are, usually, sure those are usually some warning signs of a pitcher possibly starting to fade on you, like they start to lose some speed off the fastball. Well, the Sox had a prime example of that when they signed David Price last year. Same, uh, yeah. you, know, it, you know, it's expensive... Uh, expensive guy to bring in and then he just did not have the same pop that he did uh when he was pitching for the uh, the jays especially a guy who doesn't know how to win a game in the playoffs there's no excuse for him yeah. on that but you're looking at some of the teams that started off <clears throat> a bit slow that people thought would be good this year the the astros the mariners the yankees since last week yankees have won eight straight uh, Astros have won five straight. Mariners have won four straight. So they've kind of pushed themselves back into the into the thick of things. Yeah, no, it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks seeing who actually continues that momentum and uh, who, like possibly the Blue Jays, just you know continue to fall deeper into the cellar. <clears throat> uh, gentlemen, a brief NFL tidbit that uh, I know we've talked about the fact that the NFL is the no fun league, but. It, uh, one of the executives of the NFL Referees Association has come out and stated that the refs want to get rid of celebration penalties. Yes. Will this actually happen? Can dudes bring out the sharpies? Yeah. Do the dance. Bring out the sharpie. Do the dance. You know, get the uh, the eight man bobsled team out in the uh, in the end zone. Well, hopefully it happens. I mean, obviously it's still early stages, and it's got to get by like a you know league vote. Sports are still entertainment, right? Yeah. Well, that's a, that, that's a that's a very good question. If you want to get really deep about it, are are sports still entertainment in this day and age with sponsorship deals and naming rights being sold for millions of dollars on every stadium in all big four sports? Let alone, let's talk about the European stuff as you know as well. Um, advertising patches showing up on jerseys. Um, yeah, I mean the entry. It's not. It's it's. Many people do consider it nothing more than a business. Jeffrey Loria and anyone who's ever owned the Florida Marlins, I'm looking at you. But, I mean, I think I, I, for the most part, fans are pretty much 
in lockstep on the fact that everyone wants to see the ball players have fun, be able to express themselves. You know, maybe it won't go as far as like the props again. I don't, know. I don't think we. Well, I think we we don't have a generation of NFL players, a la say uh, your Ocho Cinco's and your Terrell Owens, who were unafraid to be unabashedly themselves, because they know that okay, if I'm going to go out there and if I you know do a little dance, sing a little song, you know, get a Lady Gaga style drone light show to ha- you know, occur <laughs> after I score the touchdown, that uh, that they're going to get penalized and then never the coach is going to be pissed out and they're going to get benched. So oh, if, if you remove the rule, you you will see the players dance. It's going to happen. So hopefully we have that to look forward to. I would darn well hope so. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest uh, joining us this week, uh, mysteriously appearing out of the back of a 69 Chevy early this morning in front of our headquarters, uh, is a man that has joined us many times before here on the show, but, uh, you know, he's just, he's here. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, it's too late. There you go. That's my token uh, Drake reference for him. Once again, joining us in studio, Big Poppy Duncan McIntyre. Hey, guys. So, uh, you know where you're here, right? No. Why am I here, James? Well, because we're going to talk about some of the NHL. Because I, I, hear, I hear you're all right at the, uh, the NHL. Yeah, every now and then I can strike gold. So, uh, any surprises so far in the NHL playoffs, gentlemen? Besides, of course, the friggin' Nashville Predators. Yeah, I mean, they're on course to be the first ever eight seed to sweep number one. Uh, so, I mean, sure, we don't do the one to eight rankings anymore, but everyone knows Nashville finished eighth in the West, Chicago first, and they have a commanding 3-0 lead. They have more wins than Chicago has goals. Yeah, <laughs> Pecorine has as many points as Chicago's leading scorer. So <laughs> That's unreal. And they're pro- they just look too fast. They look... They get to the puck first on everything. They out, they were outchancing them in all three games, outscoring them, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, you and I watched the game together uh, last night, the overtime game that Nashville ended up winning. Um, and I said to you, it's crazy how Nashville's traded away in the last two years, Shea Weber and Seth Jones, and I still think they have the best decor in the league. Yeah. I mean, others would, would argue that Chicago might be up there with, with one of the best decors, but they're getting exposed. Yeah, yeah. And the other surprise, I think, is, is the Leafs being up 2-1. Yeah, I definitely didn't see that coming at all. Um, no, I don't think, any, especially if you, uh, I, I, nobody in Toronto was. I mean, if you look at the, <laughs> uh, if you look at the response to that overtime goal yesterday. Yeah, crazy. I mean, good for them. It's exciting. Uh, I don't think I ever thought that their defensive core, which is made up, uh, puck movers and uh, waiver wire guys would ever be able to handle the top three lines of Washington, but they've done unbelievable. When, when they were down 3-1 yesterday, I thought, okay, this is the game. Right. Washington finally kind of breaks through, wins 5-6-1, to 6-2, and then storm, the Leafs storm back. Young guys. Yeah, I mean, Caps scoring on two of their first three shots, I thought this, like you said, was the game. Okay, these are the real capitals. Yeah. Everyone talked about Caps. You know, this is their year to win the Cup. <laughs> they might not even get out of the first round. Jeez, it's a bad time to be a Vetchkin fan. <laughs> so, there's like four teams up 3-0 right now. How many of those are going to turn into sweeps, do you think? St. Louis, I think, will sweep Minnesota. Yeah, That's a little bit surprising. The Wild were really well for a while. <clears throat> for sure, but, yeah. but, I mean, they, they dropped off a cliff. I think they even lost to the Canucks. How do you like them, Jake Allen? <laughs> <laughs> it's just classic Boudreaux. <laughs> yeah. It's playoff time? Uh-oh. Joke. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting. The story coming out of St. Louis was since Mike Yo took over and Martin Brodeur became the goalie coach, Jake Allen's got a little bit of swagger back. And as we can all see, closed out the regular season strong. He's killing it right now. Uh, but still, this is shocking to me. I thought Minnesota had three, actually even four forward lines that they could have goals hitting, tenacity, forechecking. All of them could produce and no one can find the back of the net right now. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they'd give him like a game or two, but it's definitely looking like a sweep. Yeah. Yeah. In the same manner of uh two three seeds, uh nobody was expecting the penguins to go up this far already. I, I mean, was. Bobrovsky. Oh, I really wasn't. I, I just thought Pittsburgh was too injured. I mean, you take Latang out and their forward lines, I mean Crosby is his wingers are who Gensel and Sheary, both guys with significant time in the AHL. 
don't look out of place at all. Full credit to them. They look like bona fide top six NHLers. Them or Crosby? <laughs> you know, I mean, they're they're finishing the plays. You yeah. still have to score. I yeah. mean, it's not Anson Carter here with the Sedins. They're, they're producing. So. Yeah. Thank you for the Anson Carter reference. <laughs> I just don't bet against Pittsburgh in the playoffs. And uh, I think they'll probably, uh, maybe Columbus wins game four. I think Columbus wins game four and then That's Pittsburgh one of my comes, picks, actually. And Columbus, then yeah. Pittsburgh comes back and, and closes it out at home. Yeah. <clears throat> then... Uh, we got the remaining sort of uh, series so far. Any, uh, I mean, Edmonton up uh, 2-1 right now. Any, uh, anything there that uh, you're liking? So, uh, I mean, besides McJesus? Yeah, I was actually, I like, I like the Oilers. I was cheering for the Oilers until I saw on a message board, I think it was just a couple of days ago, which I totally forgot. If the Sharks win the Cup, <laughs> Canucks get a first-round pick from, yeah. from them. I totally forgot about that. But they're not going to win the Cup, so I, <laughs> I'm still, I like the Oilers. There's just so much fun to watch. Yeah, I liked Oilers before the series started, um, but after watching the first game where Edmonton was just dominant in the first period and then limited to something like three shots over the, or nine shots over the next two periods and overtime, I thought San Jose was going to run away with it. But San Jose just, their major issue last year, they marched through the Western Conference and then they couldn't deal with the speed of Pittsburgh and it looks like Edmonton is showing that same game plan and just, I mean, Edmonton can't get, or San Jose, sorry, can't compete right now. Well, it's not like um, Edmonton's lighting them up. It's really that San Jose can't score and yeah. the best player for him, or at least like the guy who's disrupted the game so much is Cassian. Yeah. He's, he's turned into a force. Yeah. He's actually hidden everything in his way. And Did we win that Cody Hudson trade? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we didn't trade him to, to Edmonton, right? No, he went to Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. We, tra- we traded him to Buffalo. It's actually kind of sad. The uh, local uh, sports journalist actually posted up a list of people that the Canucks have gotten rid of in uh, in recent memory. Yeah, and it's it's actually kind of emotional just uh, just looking at like just look at all the coaches. How much got rid of. talent? Yeah. They're all in the playoffs. The, yeah, the coaches is crazy. Actually. Yeah, Tortorella, Sullivan, Av, Gullison. Gullison. Like it's yeah. crazy. And, and Willie D next year. Willie D next year. <laughs> God, I don't want Travis Green. You don't like him? It won't matter. He's Willie Desjardins 2.0, in my opinion. Sure, yeah. He's a player's coach. Well, who sure. the, then, uh, then, then if not uh, Travis Green? And uh, with, of course, uh, well, I mean, beaten to the punch, because we were just talking about him last week, uh, Gerard Gallant yeah. uh, going to the uh, Golden Knights of Las Vegas. Yeah. Excellent choice. That's going to be... It's, it, it, that's a great management structure. It's a great coaching structure, considering who they've got involved. Yeah. It's just that... You know, they're, they're, they're actually, not going to have anyone to play. They're actually going to have a decent team with with that. Some of these good teams having to expose for sure players yeah. like you know you're going to get you're they're going to get people like Jakob Silverberg's and maybe, maybe Rick Nash, Mark Andre Fleury. No, they won't get Silverberg. You think you're going to keep him? I think Silverberg will be protected, but on Anaheim, Bieksa has a no movement clause. Yeah. So I assume they're either going to get him to waive or buy him out. Or you're, gonna see, you're probably going to see some trade motion there and that they'll probably end up dealing a few people. If it's like, For sure. You know, just to, I think uh, they'll get Vatanen if he's not traded from Anaheim. Well, which would you rather give up, Vatanen or Silverberg? Vatanen. Well, because you have three similar people like yeah, Vatanen. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But are the Knights going to be better than the Canucks yes, next year? Yes. I actually <laughs> think they will be. Very yeah. possibly. Yeah. Especially if they, if they can get a top three pick again. Man, if if they build this team correctly and say they get someone like Fleury or even sign Bishop as a UFA, yeah. they could become a like playoff potential team very quickly, even this year. Let's not um let's not just count out the fact that Bishop might be under contract for the Kings and they will expose King. They're quick. You know what I thought so until Rob Blake was named the yeah. GM. Rob Blake loves quick, that's not gonna happen. So now that we're talking about the Knights, I think it's pretty interesting. Their coach is Gallant. Yeah. Their only signed player so far is Reed Duke. They're going to have Ben Bishop. They're going for a full medieval team here. (laughs) This is crazy. Let's uh, finish out uh, these playoffs. I mean, are you seeing anything out of Ottawa and Boston? I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised that uh, that Ottawa's ahead there. Hi, Kobe. Uh, I'm yeah. It's uh, it's been tight. It's been it it was definitely my pick'em call last week, and it's still there this week. For sure. Uh, my only surprise in that series, actually, is how poorly Craig Anderson is playing. Uh, he's, he, I think he let in three goals on nine shots yesterday. But, I mean, Boston's just way too banged up to have any real chance to compete right now. Yeah. I mean, they were still in the, in the last game, yeah. and they're missing the top two. 
well, than two of the top And that's because of Craig Anderson. I mean, that goal that Carlson and Hoffman put together last night was just uh, probably the nicest goal I've seen in a handful of years. That was unbelievable. Well, a- Anderson is only uh, literally he's a 500 hitter. Uh, in the playoffs, he's literally fourteen and fifteen. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I would give Condon a, a go here, especially against Boston. He <clears> might be able to get some momentum, and we've seen him go on hot runs before for Montreal and even Pittsburgh, or sorry for Ottawa this year. So I mean, I think he can actually lead them past whoever they face in the next round, New York or Montreal. I'd keep I'd keep Craig Anderson there. Come on, he's your, he's your number one goalie. They're up to something. They're again. It's the, it's, it's the heartfelt thing. Like if he gets gassed hard in the next game, sure. I could see them maybe doing that. Yeah, but they just won, so I don't see them making a switch. Yeah. Either way, I think they can handle Boston. If Boston was full strength, I'd feel very differently. But they're not close. No, no. It's obvious that the lack of Krug has uh, is, is 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 hurting them. Yeah. Even Carlo. I mean, Carlo was Chara's partner, and now all of a sudden you're asking Chara at 40 years old to play almost 30 minutes a night. It's yeah. insane. But uh, can the Canadians keep it up? Yep, because they got Carey Price. Yeah, the power of Carey Price. Yeah, yeah you're 100 percent right there. He gives them a chance in every single game. Doesn't matter who they play. Um, yeah, I think I think I think Caps or Habs in six. Let's say Habs in six. So six. So you think New York's going to win tonight then, or what? Maybe not tonight, but they'll win one more game. At least, at least one game. Yeah, <clears throat> one more. Unless they get shut out again. <laughs> this is like the best playoffs ever for goalies. Yeah, um, before Monday night's games, I was listening to NHL Network driving up here. Uh, they said that the median save percentage for goalies was .936. That is outrageous. That would win the Vesna. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the Who was the tenth best? Holtby was the tenth best yeah. goalie so far in the postseason <laughs> with something like .927. Yeah. Least getting to him. Yeah. Young boys. Uh, gentlemen, anything else you want to add for this week? I just want to say that the Flames are done after last night's debacle, <laughs> up 4-1, losing overtime. I think <clears throat> six of Anaheim's 11 goals have bounced off of Flames. Like They're not getting any luck. They're well, done. I mean, they're up 3-0, right? It's like, yeah, it's, well, it's done. We watched that game together, and we watched the entire game, and I think I could count like five scoring chances for Anaheim, and they scored <laughs> four yeah. goals or five goals. It's funny yeah. when it's not happening to us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sam, what's going on at uh, Launch Academy that people need to uh, know about? Um, not that much. We're we're taking a new members again for um, for month of May. So if you're an entrepreneur, you're looking for a place to work, you're looking for some cool guys to hang out with, talk some sports, um, have a couple beers. Um, just kind of go on our website, launchacademy.ca, and you can come find us. Um, if you're you know you have an idea and you want to you know become one of these guys, you want to make the next Fans Unite competitor, maybe not. Um, <laughs> You can join our LEAP, um, which is our Lean Entrepreneur Acceleration Program, which will give you all the things you need to know and none of the things you don't um, and how you start a startup. You got anything, Big Poppy? Uh, Bayern Munich's got a penalty shot right now. Oh, no. Which, oh, oh this is going to make it interesting if this goes in. Live commentary, baby, live commentary. <laughs> all right, this has been yet another edition of the Fans Unite Huddle as brought to you by Fantasy Six Sports, where anyone can play and everyone can win. Uh, shouts out to Kobe, shouts out to Dev2, shouts out to the gold standard, the algorithm, Juan Jorge Ingleby for leaving us so he could go and have his lunch. <laughs> and of course, uh, JKP, the alchemist, and uh, Kanye East. Uh, shout out to everyone in uh, the Fans Unite chat room. Thank you for continuing to wager your units Thank you for continuing to support what we do. We'll be back next week, but until then, someone's got to find out if uh, Byron's going to score. So uh, uh-huh. till then, <laughs> the stadium's closed. <laughs> <laughs>